Welcome to the Wellbeing and Career World podcast. I'm delighted to be chatting with Teacher of Transformation and Esoteric Knowledge, a healer, teacher, channel and writer. He practices out of London, working internationally on Skype and has worked with celebrities. He has been flown to many countries as a healer and mentor, teaching internationally through his workshops. Being trained in numerous healing modalities has helped him in his work. However, his greatest teacher has been spirit. They have provided him Price's information, knowledge and awareness of the world we live in. One of his greatest gifts is being able to channel speaking with spirit through his own soul. Through this downloading process, he has learned much of what he teaches. Paul has worked with more than a thousand people worldwide. He has written articles for mainstream magazines. He has spoken on weekly radio slots in America and at Mind, Body, Spirit events in London, United Kingdom. He is currently hosting workshops for a new modality of consciousness, alignment modality, which spirits have asked him to teach. And today we'll be chatting about emotional control in life and the workplace. A very warm welcome to the podcast, Paul Quinton. How are you getting on today, Paul? Really well, thank you. Lovely. Yes, sunny old England. We're getting there. Almost oh, good, summer. good. Well, it's happy St. Patrick's Day from Ireland. So, oh, yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> yes. So don't worry about it. So anyway, we said that already. So where are you right now? Paul? You said England. What part of England are you in? Uh, I've recently just moved out of London. So I'm just in Surrey now in the Cobham area. So, is that pretty posh, is it, Paul? It, it's OK. Yeah, there's, there's a few footballers and bankers out here. But yeah, I don't live in that big posh area. <laughs> All right. Can you name drop oh, yeah. any of them? Are they, are they famous footballers? I'm a big Man United fan. Anybody anybody there? Well, it's, it's, it's the Chelsea playing ground is literally just... Half a mile down the road from me, so it's oh, more wow. than Chelsea players. Are you yeah. a Chelsea fan? I'm not actually. I'm a Liverpool fan. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, let's move on quickly. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, right. best. I always ask this: What's the weather like right now in 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 Surrey? Are we talking about 10, uh, 11 okay. degrees? Clear blue sky, still a bit oh, chilly, but um, yeah, we, we're warming up for summer. So oh, you never know in England. <laughs> you never know. Was it four or five seasons in one day? Who knows? Exactly, okay. exactly. So I give a brief introduction, Paul, about your background. Can you let our listeners know more about yourself? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, um, I grew up um, in a psychic sort of healing family. Um, so my sort of Tuesday evening as a child would be uh, where we would do seances and sittings, um, where we would help stuck souls, you know, on the astral plane, etc., some that have passed over, some that weren't sure that they, you know, they, they've died or, or, you know, some are in trauma. Uh, so it was a lot we call rescue work in, in the old sort of spiritualist movement church area. Um, so I used to go, come sometimes I go to a spiritualist church with a family, but obviously, you know, anyone that knows those churches, they're not like traditional where we would have, you know, a reader would come and spirit would come through and give messages. Um, so this was sort of how I grew up, grew into this sort of field. Um, and I would see and sense and smell, um, you know, uh, non-physical beings as a kid. Um, so it's highly sort of sensitive. Um, and I think, you know, obviously you need to do that to do this work. Um, um, and I, I see the gift in it now. When I was a child, obviously, it was, it was a bit hard growing up into a sort of a, a 3D sort of hardened environment. Um, but I sort of navigated my way through that. Uh, so I sort of had that sort of you know, connection to, to the unseen from a very early age. Um, which has obviously brought me into this work now. Um, and of course, I became a teenager, my 20s. I was in the military. I traveled for a couple of years. So I did a lot of normal jobs. Um, and it was only in 2001 when I came back to do this work full time as a therapist, as a healer. Um, and I've been doing my one-on-ones. I've been teaching. And um, I've, I've also got a book coming out very soon. 
and we're literally agent at the moment. Um, I've also patented a new modality in the last few years, uh, the alignment modality, which is a channeled modality um, from spirit. Um, and this is for the new earth consciousness as we're moving into this new vibration. Um, and this is how we sort of navigate through our uh, ancestral line, our, our ego consciousness, our emotional body. Um, so we can actually have a, a soul alignment interaction in the, in the 3D environment. Um, so that's the sort of work that I'm moving into. And probably only five years ago, um, I started channeling full time uh, and hence the books that are coming out, the modality. Um, and actually this, when I was given this body of work, um, I actually dropped a lot of my other modalities. Um, so over those 20 years, um, I did theta, I did Reiki, I did Seishun, Reshiva, psychotherapy. I mean, I had a whole collection of different modalities um, and I still take little bits from each of them. However, I dumped a lot of it because it was very much part of the old frequency of working, where the new frequency of working is very, very different, whereas we're in a vibrational experience of energy now. Um, so we work differently and we work with more with feelings and also opening up sort of interdimensional consciousness at soul level so that everything that we're feeling in this present moment is brought into the present moment through the different timelines, which gives us a holistic healing and also releases the, um, the trauma uh, within seconds sometimes. So we don't have to do all this whole heavy regression now. Uh, and the frequencies, is, the vibration on the planet is, is, is moving much faster. So of course, when, when the atom changes and it changes its frequency, it can hold more consciousness. And the sort of the more consciousness that we're embodying in a physical world means that we can transmute things much quicker. And also that internet highway we call oscillation you know where consciousness moves through the universe we can tap into that much easier um you know and as einstein said you know the imagination is the doorway into the unconscious and then through that doorway we are able to access you know infinite knowledge abundance um and, and everything that we are trying to manifest so we're really bringing back that sort of ancient information into a more consolidated easy to digest and understand so sort of the man on the street that just doesn't know about this work can sort of understand it and start getting into it um, because Spirit have been very clear that um, you know, people like me that bring channeling through and, and these sort of bodies of work, um, we have to get people starting to resonate with their internal selves um, so that, you know, obviously we can have a better life, but also the evolution of the planet um, becomes a lot more stable. Um, so that's really what I've been doing over the last 20 years. Like I said, going into the work one-on-ones, I was doing workshops over the years as well. And it's only in the last couple of years I've really sort of cemented this work and starting to put it out. So that's sort of it in a nutshell. Wow. I mean, <laughs> I've had to learn so much there in, in the space of about two and a half minutes. But how, <laughs> I mean, come into my mind in terms of... Um, how do I say this? As a child, right, you mentioned there the unseen. So how did that come in to your mind? I mean, what you were experiencing as a child, was that normal? I mean, for you, was that normal? You don't well, try to get out here? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it was in some ways because obviously I'm, I was, you know, I'm aware of the family I was going to incarnate into, obviously, before. So it for me, and it also was there to unlock things. I will say this, it was a lot of fear, obviously, yeah. um, because, yeah. you know, when you're a kid, um, it can be a bit frightening. 
Um, I've talked to other kids that were my age that did it and they weren't frightened. It just depends on what you're carrying, really. Um, but for me, it was, yeah, but also I understood that to go through that fear, it allowed me to sort of process it. Um, because obviously when you do this work, when you're doing sort of going into the sort of shadow energy, you can, you know, you can encounter certain things. And so if you've got that experience, it sort of, you know, doesn't debilitate you. Um, you know, but the joke was, you know, Tuesday nights I'll be doing the sittings while my friends are watching EastEnders, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so yeah, it was... Is, is, it, Paul, is, it, is it like the movie The Sixth Sense? Is this what we're talking about here, is it? Is this well, the level... Yes, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't see them um, per se hanging around so much. I would smell, I sometimes see, but I normally smell and sense. Um, but we also would clear out the house, so... Um, they weren't lingering around because obviously when you open up a, a psychic circle like that, it's like, you know, a flame, a moth to a flame, you know, they, they come in. Um, so you have to sort of learn the protection side of it and to, to sort of ask them to leave and then sort of put barriers around the house. Um, you know, but even the old ways of doing that have changed as well, because if you're in alignment and balancing your own emotional energy, it's impossible for something to attack you. Um, so, but in those days, obviously back in the eighties, it was, we worked differently. Um, so it was more about just making sure that, you know, the house was clear afterwards, um, and then just sort of taking it step by step and overcoming that fear. But I was sort of thrown in the deep end. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> this is, this is fascinating. I mean, I wasn't going to talk about this today, but I, I have so many questions now, but generally <laughs> it is I mean, you mentioned there to clear the house, so to speak. Are we talking about, I mean, our main topic of discussion today is emotions, but I'm sure people would be fascinated and probably get annoyed with me if I didn't ask you these type of questions. But if, <laughs> if you're into the house, I mean, why then would you go into a home or a, or a place of residence? I mean, is there a bad vibe in this place that you have to go in? Is this what we're talking about or is it good or, or bad vibes? Oh, no, no, it's, it, well, like I said, you know, if you get, this, this, I know you said we're just about emotional today, this will lead <laughs> us into the emotions, because yeah. <laughs> we're going to get into the magnetics of emotions, which actually this is all about. So this question you just asked me takes us into emotional energy, right? because if you have, an, if you have fear, for example, in your, in your emotional field, everything in this planet works magnetically. Um, so if you, this is how we define karma as well. So what we say is karma, you know, this will happen if you do this, blah, blah, blah. But actually karma and how we perceive karma, we see it as negative, but actually it's a positive because what it is, is the soul is trying to wake us up to something we haven't healed in ourselves. So if you're drawing something in that's um, a disturbed energy that's maybe angry, it's going to magnetize to you because you have anger in you. If right. you have fear, mm -hmm. you'll, you'll draw more fearful beings in or ones that would like to manipulate. And so the emotional energy is the magnetic. So this is why when we have certain emotional states, we'll always keep repeating the same patterns. Like, for example, a great one is, you know, I always, you know, get the same partner. You know, they always abandon me or they always abuse me or they always deny me emotionally. So that abandonment, abuse or denial is actually your energy projected outwardly. So the, the universe works with magnetics. So if you're constantly being abandoned, instead of blaming the partner or each partner, you take responsibility for, hang on, maybe it's I have an abandonment issue. I need to resolve. So it's that emotional magnetic energy. So once you flip it and see it 180 degrees differently, that it's all within you, it gives you back the power to then manifest your own life going forward. Also takes the fear out of things because then you go, you know, you're in control. 
because most people will sit there after three or four failed relationships and go, well, I'm just at the whim of this now. You know, I just, I expect to be abandoned again. So what we do is we create our own victim archetype, even though on many other levels, we're not a victim, but we surrendered to a story or a, or a reaction instead of understanding that we are the magnetic energy that's creating it in the first place. So if you're very confident in yourself, you don't have abandonment issues, by universal law, you're going to magnetize someone that won't abandon you. This is how the magnetics of emotions work. Um, and I'll talk a bit more about that as we go, as we go through the talk. Um, so again, do you magnetize something negative or bad, like you said, or good vibes? Again, it depends on the frequency of the people that are doing it. Um, so, you know, if you set that intention also to rescue people um, and be protected by that, then of course, intention is the foundation of all outcomes. So a lot of mediums work in different ways, um, but the emotional energy is actually very, very powerful. We need to be very conscious of what we're putting out. And it also goes along with beliefs. You cannot have a belief without an emotion and vice versa. So of course, when we have an experience, we will create a belief system around it. If we believe it's negative, we'll create emotional energy around it. And this is where people get stuck. They get caught in that belief system, emotional lock. So that any time that same experience happens, they're going to trigger those same thoughts, those same emotions. And this is why humanity gets stuck, because they don't understand how that energy needs to oscillate. Um, so, again, it works with when you're working with spirit. If your frequency is in alignment, um, then if you've got some sort of um, negative energy trying to come in, it won't be able to attach to you because you don't have the vibrational output. Does that sort of make sense? Yeah, it's, it's fascinating stuff. I mean, my word, it's... Uh... Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. I want to ask you a quick question. You mentioned there about the military, just as a career side of it, of the podcast. Were we in the military for long? And what were you doing, if you don't mind? Uh, so, yeah, I was uh, six years um, and I was a, we were a sort of counter special forces unit. So we were trying to get special forces to protect um, key assets against the special forces, um, you know, agenda, shall we say. So, you know, that sort of, you know, close personal protection. We protect airfield, um, specialist equipment. Um, so we would sort of, you know, run around sneaky peaky as, as, as the, you know, the special forces do around the world. So, yeah, it was more more of a defence uh, role. Um, but so yeah, very, very, very James Bond, Paul, was it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I always like the suit, you know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Who, doesn't love a suit? Who doesn't love a suit? <laughs> you, you, you explained, Paul, very nicely there with regards to... Um, uh, emotions but can, can you so can we simplify that is why do so as 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 simple as possible why do we get emotional and what are the positives and negatives of that emotion i know you've, you've gone into into fantastic detail there but to simplify it all i mean why do we get emotional okay so if we look at the numerology, so I have a colleague in Australia and um, she's, does, she's brought the foundational work of what I'm teaching and I brought the other stuff through. Um, and she brings the numerology and the um, activation. So while I'll go into the numerology, it's basically it's an advanced numerology. So it's the ancient numerology that's come back, which attaches, just, attaches us to the nine planets in our solar system. These nine planets represent aspects of our nine chakra system. Now we work on the traditional seven chakras, but we also 
humanity actually works in nine dimensions. We work with a nine. So it means the one which is the earth star beneath the feet and the one above the head, which is the soul star. Now, each nine of those points in the body holds emotional energy. So, for example, we work out your birthday and you may have an emotional wound in the sacral chakra, which is the third. Now, that relates to abandonment. It relates to being overly sensitive, critical, depressed, lacking stability. These will be the five main points that the person will carry. So that soul has incarnated to resolve those emotional patterns. So depending on your birthday, you will always magnetize the energy that that chakra represents. So when you work out that, okay, I have this, I have this, I have this, it also gives you the response on how to um, transform it. So it gives, you, it gives you the challenge and the gift. So once you transform the challenge, you take on the gift. So emotional energy, um, why we have emotions? It's because we live in a, a well, the third dimensional earth experience is very much uh, an emotional world. As human beings, we have the capacity to have full range of emotions. Um, and a lot of beings don't. Um, so this means that we can... We can be laughing one second and crying two seconds later because we have that range. So it's the emotional energy that creates the experience and the depth of what it like, what it means to be separate from consciousness. Um, and this is what this is all about. Now we're moving back into integration, but in order to us to integrate back into the soul energy or consciousness, we have to transform the emotional world. So the emotions are actually a very big part of human development and growth. Um, and understanding how to navigate through those. Um, so like I said, if we have a negative experience, we will, we will trigger uh, uh, maybe a negative emotion. But in actual fact, that negative experience is generally there in loving service to us uh, to wake us up to something we cannot see in ourselves. Um, so that's when we get back to those magnetics. Jeez, it's fascinating. I mean, what about then, Paul, emotions based on gender i know you mentioned there so say for example right um i was born in december would yes. would that would you need to know the exact date or is the month of december specific to the type of emotions i may experience does that make sense absolutely yeah and i'll, I'll give you the, the basic uh, equation so your december that's the 12th month so you're actually a three which i was just explaining so you have the abandonment uh, emotional wound um, now there's varying levels to that depending on how you know how much you've evolved at the soul level, um, but the one and the two equals three. So you have a you have an emotional wound in your sacral, which is your yeah your belly. What day were you born? Uh, the eleventh. The eleventh. So you're number two. So one and one is two. So you have a, a mental abuse wound. So the mental abuse can be resistant, reactive, overstepping boundaries. Um, and generally it's, it's uh, so when it says a mental abuse, you could, you, you could take on the frequency of um, you're always condemning yourself, you know, you always have this perfection or you beat yourself up when you do something wrong. Uh, it could be hypercritical of oneself. So you generally look at the, the wounds there. But what actually happens is when, when someone sees this chart and they read it, they go, oh, my God, yes, that's me. Yeah. And as soon as they understand it, it changes their vibration because they go, oh, my God, yes, I'm, I'm on this paper. And then you see, okay, so if I transform this, I can get this. And it, and it, gets, it brings excitement because you're going, wow, I can heal myself here. Um, and it's a very, very simple process. But if you actually see it on paper and go, well, yes, I do that. 
So then all we do is we make people conscious that in the moment when it's happening, um, we create a, a sort of a space because all transformation needs is space to do it in. Um, so that's what we sort of teach. Um, so, yeah, if you if you understand your chart, you go, well, OK, that's why I've come here to transform. Um, and then you look at it and go, oh, yeah, I've done that most of my life. <laughs> so most people are very much, well, I can't believe it. You know, it's, it's, it's there on paper. I'm living it's, that experience. It is true what you just said about me. I, I am very self-critical. And yeah, I will, yeah. if I make mistakes, because I, well, I see myself as having, I want to do better all the time. But if I, yeah. if I don't, I kind of kind of beat myself up a little bit and kind of go, no, I need to improve. I need to do this. I need to do that. And that's, that's very interesting. You just said that. Oh, okay. Um, so what about then gender? Is gender, does that vary in terms of the emotional state we might have? Yes, well, freaks up. Well, let's just, well, there's many ways we could talk about that. But just basically, men will look a long time ago, and I don't get into all the esoteric stuff, but a long time ago, men's hearts were shut down so they could to make us pawns for war. This is why men go to war. If their hearts were open and on an unconscious level, we wouldn't, we wouldn't do the atrocities that we do to each other as human race. So, what happens is that our emotional energy as men sits in the base chakra. Oh, sorry, yes, the base chakra which is survival, it's physical. And this is why men uh, generally will get emotional connection through sex or through that sort of physical uh, connection, where women's emotional energy sits in the, in the sacral chakra, which is the inner child, it's the feminine, it's creativity, uh, it's emotional uh, activator of the emotional body, a spiritual initiator through inquisitiveness, gentleness. So the emotional energy, this is why women prefer emotional connection before a sexual connection because that's the way their energy moves through the body um so that that's it as a, as a sort of nutshell but um, women will generally be more connected to the emotional energy because the frequency of the divine feminine energy moves with with gentleness softness it's very very powerful but it has to move through that frequency so the masculine energy is more it's love in active form. So it's the algorithms that's, you know, the original algorithm, the zero and the one, like a computer coding. The one is the masculine, the zero is the feminine. And the zero is the feminine, it's divine feminine. It's the, it's the unmanifest where everything comes from the void, the black, right? So the feminine will put out a call and the masculine energy carries that intention of the feminine. This is why men build lots of things because it's the intention of the feminine energy. Um, so, I mean, you could talk about this on so many levels, but Generally, the female will express more emotional energy. That's how they connect into the world, where men connect more on a physical level. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do, do you think, Paul, that in your own opinion, that we would be happier in life if we understood what you're actually telling me now or what you're explaining? Because there's be a lot of frustration with individuals because sometimes we just don't understand why we're acting the way we are. I mean, should there be a program for when you're younger to kind of help you relate to what, why, why you're being emotional, what emotions you're going through? I mean, is that does that go on at all? I mean, are you kind of unique in what you do? Well, yes, 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 definitely. Because the, like I said, this new, all this new information that we're bringing through is is apt for now. Really, in the last year or two, it wouldn't have really sat too well before because, again, the frequency on the planet had to change. Um, but if, sorry, just, just say the question again, sorry. So just generally is, say for example, 
I'm getting upset tomorrow or I get upset today. And I've been upset for the last number of months, but nothing's really upsetting me, but I'm still upset and have these emotions. Yeah. The, the, the information that you're providing now and the knowledge that you're sharing now, is there a system in place or could there be a system in place that from a younger age that we could be taught to understand why we're having these emotions, you know, how we can manage these emotions and why is it that people like yourself and um, it's quite a unique, uh, how do you say, uh, program you have that not, not, not many people know about it. You don't try to get it. So if, yeah, I, if, no. I go to a, if I go to a football match tomorrow and I start screaming and shouting and I'm, I'm pushing the other players or I'm shouting at the TV and I'm getting that kind of emotion out. But it'd be nice to understand why I'm like that because other people could sit beside me and they might get as emotional. Does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that that I'll start with that first. That's if you're getting triggered by someone in the physical world, that anger. If you're screaming at a player, you're getting angry with the player. That anger is not the player. That's actually the problem. It's your anger. Yeah, you're just finding a vent. There always has to be a physical mirror. So this is where we can't get into judgment. So most people will blame someone. They, this person always does this to me. They always niggle me or they're always doing blah, blah, blah. That's not them. They've come in loving service to you at the soul level to mirror back your own energy. You have to have a trigger. There has to be a story for you for it to be real. So you'll always get triggered. So instead of blaming the other person, get angry with a football player, you would stop and you go, oh, hang on, where's this anger coming from? And as soon as you get inquisitive and go, oh, why am I, why am I like that? This is what Einstein said. He said, if I didn't put the question mark, why does that star shine? I would never, never have got the answer. It's inquisitiveness that breaks duality, creates oscillation. And as soon as you do that, the soul is going to come through and it's going to give you synchronicity. It's going to give you signs. Like you might start talking to someone in the pub after the game and they might have a conversation of something and you'll go, oh my God, yeah, that's me. And then you realize, oh, that's why I was angry. There's always signs. You have to set intentions in the morning. So when you wake up, you set intention. I want to learn about me today. And then the universe will shape the intention around that. And it will start to bring you messages. So we get people to, to come into that state. And coming back to children, yes, I mean, we will be writing stuff for children. Um, we have the Steiner schools. There's a few schools here around the world that are working more with the right brain creativity, getting them to talk about their emotions not feeding them with all this left brain, you know, information that they're never going to use, um, which actually shuts down the emotional body and the creativity anyway. Um, so we has to be a sort of a balance between the two and both can go hand in hand uh, because then we can't be too emotional. We also have to be rational. We have to learn to balance that. Um, so children are coming in now, these, these millennial children that we're talking about, such a high frequency uh, and they're getting labelled ADHD and all the rest of it, but they just can't work on, in the draconian model that we still operate in our school systems. They're too they're too evolved, um, and they're more feeling beings. They need more feeling interaction. They more need stimulus. Um, and a lot of the schools now are, are built in nature because they understand that nature is is they, children need nature, um, and it's it brings a healthy dynamic to their foundation, and it also keeps the cellular network, which is information moving through the consciousness of the child so they don't shut down. Um, so, yeah, we, I think things are going to change. Um, I will be doing some work with children in the you know, years to come 
and then hopefully you know this will get into the school system a little bit more um because it's yeah it's i have because i work with a lot of obviously different people and they're all saying the same about millennial children um and that they're highly psychic a lot of them as well um so it's a very very different um energy we're bringing onto the planet now which is fantastic and they're a lot more conscious you know i speak to uh, my, my clients children that you know they're just in university first year they're all you know they're, they're very they're doing programs they're looking after nature they're doing sustainable they're thinking about the environment you know but in my generation <laughs> you never even discussed that no um so so think changing <laughs> you know it's, so, so, it's amazing so the millennials paul there just just to go back briefly um we hear this statement a lot saying, oh, they're not, they're not as tough as we were in my day, or they're not, you know, they need to toughen up a little bit. Um, is this generally, as you've mentioned there, that it's just, it's just a process that we're going through at the moment. The world is changing. Is this, does this make more sense? Absolutely. We're going through a huge shift. We're letting go of the patriarchal system. Now it's the patriarchal system says, they're too weak, they need to toughen up. Now, whenever has that model got us anywhere, really? Yes, it's got us through some tough times, but the energy of the planet's changing now. Um, the main problem with us, old society, is this suppression of emotions. Now, the suppression of emotion, when emotional energy is not given acknowledgement, it manifests into illness and disease. All illness and disease has an emotional or mental host. There's actually nothing wrong with the physical body. It's a beautiful biological computer that is pristine. We let it down through our thinking and our emotions. So again, suppressing those emotions, not allowing them to be um, uh, talked about, uh, causes the person to shut down internally. And this is why when we get older, we become very rigid, very narrow-minded. Uh, we have so many conditions and belief systems. Um, and this is the problem. This is why we are sort of stuck in some ways and why things haven't really evolved. Um, the main things that have evolved on the planet really is technology. Um, as far as the human race goes, we're still, you know, killing each other. We're still, you know, backstabbing each other, betrayal. All the emotional energy and all the experiences are still there in abundance. Um, yes, people are waking up and things are shifting. Um, but ultimately, you know, we have to take responsibility um, for, you know, we have to understand we are, we are dual. So we, a man has a female side and they need to merge that female side within them to be a balanced human being. And, and the same as women, they need to understand that they have a voice as well, which is that masculine energy. And know that, that they can understand that that gives them a quality in a relationship in life. So men and women both have to work on their duality. Um, and once that happens, then the planet naturally starts to come in and consciousness will start to wrap itself around the frequency that we're putting out. You know, this is why quantum physics is very good now. It's starting to explain all this. Uh, and I'm not, I wouldn't understand all that now to go into that, but it's starting to explain how we are energy, how oscillation needs to move. Now, if we deny an emotion, it creates a unilateral hold in the organs or in our cells. So, for example, liver carries anger. The kidneys carry fear. So if you're constantly in fear and you're not expressing that fear, not balancing it, that fear is building, building, building in that kidney. And if it's not swinging with an oscillation, because everything in the, in, the, in the consciousness, you know, in the universe has as a grid and it oscillates. And this is what allows more um, you know, molecules, particles to swing in oscillation. You know, the whole universe is laid down on this grid work. So it's the same on a micro level in the body. 
Um, so if you don't express that fear, it's going to hold in the, and then it's going to manifest into something. You know, you could, you could get kidney stones, for example. Most kidney stones has come from denied fear in the body. So again, you know, there's always a physical outlet for the emotion. Um, so it's very, very important that we are, we find emotional resonance now um, because it changes the vibration around us. Um, and coming back to that modality, what I was talking about, yes, this, this teaches you why you've incarnated with these certain patterns. And it shows you a way out that's very, very simple. Um, and that's what's been, that's the gift that's been given to us now. If you just have the intention going, you know what? I'm fed up. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I need something. I'm done. I need something new. When you get to that baseline and you're so frustrated, you're like, I just can't do this anymore. I need something new. That intention alone changes the vibration and it things will start to open up for you. But unfortunately, we're so conditioned to believe that this is just the way life is. And unfortunately, most people are stuck in survival. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's a sad thing, but we're, we're trying to waken people up that they have the power to create their own, their own lifetime. And this is not some new age hippie thing, oh, manifest this, blah, blah, blah. This is about universal laws. This is about what's actually natural within us. So we're bringing back that information uncorrupted in a way that makes it simple for everyone to understand. All they need is intention and to just open that mind and everything will start to fall forward. Because we are non-physical beings having a physical experience. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's the, the way you explain it there, it, it does make a lot more, it, it makes a lot, a lot of sense. But, oh, okay, Paul, so I'm trying to answer this or ask this question on behalf of those who are in the workplace. And Absolutely. So the question I have is, you're in the workplace and you have colleagues and you have a boss, say, for example, and you're, you're trying to be a good person. You go into work on time. You do your job. Why then would your boss shout at you, scream at you? Why would then other colleagues, maybe just a little bit higher than you on the rank, scream or shout at you? And the question then is a two-part in terms of for parents who maybe have children who are in school, who maybe have issues with kind of, uh, other school pupils that might be shouting or screaming at them. Why then, I'm going to keep it as simple as possible, why then do people shout at each other? And how would you manage that? Or how can you manage that if you're on the receiving end of that? Yeah, that's it's a good question. Well, it comes back to the magnetics again. No one's going to shout at you. So if someone's shouting at you, it's a form of mental abuse. So then you say that you have an abuse pattern within you. OK, so straight away we go, right, let's look at that. And that's where we resolve it. We'll work through that chakra. This is what you need to do to bring oscillation. Then we would say, well, you need to come home. We give them a certain technique, um, which would be to bring up the emotional energy that was triggered in you from that experience of being shouted at. When you transform that emotional response, that starts to remove the magnetic pattern. And if the magnetic pattern isn't there, then the boss can't keep shouting at you. Now, also, that boss has obviously got his, their own issues going on. But the main thing is, is that you're not putting out that magnetic energy to draw it in. So if you're, if, you're being, if you're being screened at, then you have to come to a point where you resolve, like I said, you resolve the response in you, then that changes the frequency in you, and then you don't attract the energy anymore. Um, or obviously, you know, if, if it's if it's a child, 
then they are going through their, their again, what you say, karmic patterns, but they're going through their experiences because that, again, is the emotional energy they're putting out. So basically what I've been told is that nothing can go against your will. So if you don't have that um, magnetic um, pull, you can't pull in certain experiences. Um, and nothing, like I said, nothing can go against your will. So it's really about finding the trigger in you um, and also what you're putting out into the world. So if you're, if you're putting out, um, if you're not standing up for yourself as well, you don't have that voice. So if you're constantly getting screamed at, you're coming home, you're feeling sad, you're feeling beaten up. You need to find the voice in you that has the ability to, to, to hold, your, hold your ground. Now, how you would do that is we would look at the communication. So we go into the throat chakra. And often what would happen is they've got a suppression in the, in the, in the um, um, thyroid. Um, and so we would work on the thyroid. We release the pattern around that. We get them to breathe through it. And then what happens naturally after doing that for a few days, depending on the person, you start to wake up more resilient, stronger. And then that energy gets put out because everything's energetic first before you physically speak to someone, they pick up on your energy field first. So if you've got this empowerment coming through you, the boss can't attack you so much because he'll, he'll try to scream at you, but it'll sort of bounce back. This is where we get into to magnetics and energy. That is the foundational imprint around our, around our bodies. So we actually communicate with that energy before we speak to someone. So if you, if you change that frequency, then, of course, then you are stopping things from you know, coming in that may do you harm. Does that sort of explain it? Oh, that's a little bit out there. No, no, no. No, it does. It, is it, I mean, if, if, if somebody is in a workplace or even in the school, like a child, and they are being shouted at, for example, is it best just to remain as calm as possible and don't react by screaming back? I mean, is, is this kind of like the, the, the techniques that you might suggest? Again, it depends on the situation because sometimes you need to find a voice. So sometimes you get to a point where you need to scream back so that the bully who is ever shouting at you holds, you know, sees your truth. It depends. It's, it's, yeah, it depends on the situation. But ultimately, this is energetic again. If you don't respond to someone, if they're screaming and shouting in your face, if you stay neutral, they will naturally fall away. Yeah. Because you're not feeding them. As soon as you scream back, you create an energetic change. And then that bounces, bounces, and it can augment. And that's when people start punching each other. So ultimately, you need to stay still. Um, and, you know, the person inside will know that. If the soul desires them to, to erupt, to own their power, to create boundaries with these people, then you will explode and the other person will, 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 will get the message and they'll back off. And that can be the difference between having a whole year at school being bullied to, you know, owning your power and going to school feeling safe. So again, it's 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 you know it's a subjective experience. It's not black and white. Uh, but no, those types of things would naturally come out because I I've, I know very gentle people that have exploded like that, and it's done in the, the world of good because yeah. it's set boundaries. So I think you just have to be intuitive in the moment. But ultimately, always remember energy if you don't give the other person anything if you just stay neutral then they will start to dissipate because you're not feeding it so yeah it's like putting petrol in the car you know if there's no petrol it's not going anywhere 
Yeah. So that's a great, that's a great, great answer. What about then? We have this kind of world. By the way, I see it. You probably see it differently, but it's all based on materialistic things that people have, and and based on that, that they're wanting to have more because they're seeing other people on social media and they think, well, how come they have that car? They have that house. Um, they're going on the, the two-week holiday, the, the three-week holiday, and I'm working day and night, and I, I, I can't afford any of these things, and my children can't afford the nice trainers, they can't afford the nice games console. You know, is, is putting ourselves in this position to compete with the Joneses, so to speak, or the next-door neighbour who has everything, is that adding more negativity to our emotions in the longer term? Absolutely. That's pure ego consciousness. Now, look, there's nothing wrong of playing into physicality, to having all the nice things. As long as you are at a level of emotional equilibrium and soul alignment, because it's nice to have nice things here. Um, The point is, is that if you play into that superficial outward look, then you're always going to be, you're never going to find balance. Very, 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 you know, I mean, it's going to be harder to find balance because you are playing in the basal energy. So competition, there's many discussions about competition. Is it really good? Is it not? Because it creates a lot of inadequacy in people. We are generally all equal underneath, of course. Um, So competing with, like you say, competing with the Jones is actually stimulating more basal energy because we are not meant, that's meant to just be an experience. So at the moment, that's being augmented. It's like you say, social media, everyone's going out there. TikTok, they're saying, is causing lots of problems because lots of girls are going into anorexia now and all the rest of it. You know, there's a whole epidemic about it. Um, so what's happening is that's all that stimuli is being put out there. But if you don't have the emotional connection to yourself first, that kind of stuff is going to knock you off balance very, very quickly. Um, so, you know, and, and I, in the 90s, when all the energy was changing and Reiki was taking off and I knew loads of bankers and people that are high up in corporate and they just all sort of dropped their jobs, went to India, went to South America, did all these pilgrimages. Two years, three years later, they come back and, well, I didn't get what I was looking for, completely empty. And they followed false leaders and all the rest of it because they tried to evolve themselves on a spiritual level without remembering they were human without taking care of their emotions first. You have to balance your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual at the same time. So if you're constantly competing with the Joneses and you don't have an emotional, spiritual uh, balance in yourself, you're always going to be pulled into that jealousy, to that um, elitism, imperialism. Um, and that, that what that does is that creates um, um, sort of a divide within you and your true source of power, your true sense of self. Um, and then, of course, we get tied into expectation. If we don't get things, we get depressed, we get down, um, trips people into drinking, gambling, you know, all the rest of it. So you have to have emotional balance if you're going to play in that field. Um, but, yeah, so at the, at the end of the day, that's what we teach people. If you don't have money, yes, yeah, some people aren't going to have all that, and but they'll be unhappy. But if you teach them that they've got, Uh, something inside of them and they start to feel that and they start to wake up happy more content in themselves they won't care about the car and the nice house they'll just be happy being alive and that's where we get everyone coming into to actually see 
that they have all of everything inside them. It's already there. We just, just need to untap. Um, but our society is programmed to look outwardly. Um, and this is why, you know, the plastic surgery has gone off the, off the charts now, yeah. you know, and it, it's gone crazy because people are competing and it's that energy. It's very, very basal. And all you need to do is just step out of it and you can see. Um, but unfortunately, if people are caught up in, as we call it, base chakra energy, um it's very very hard and you just keep swinging it's like bouncing it's like playing you know it's like playing tennis you're just bouncing off of it you need to bring yourself out of it um and then then your emotional energy changes and then those things that you wanted just dissipate you go actually no that doesn't feel right i don't need that and you have the feeling there to support it because often all that energy is put in the head you know and the head is fickle the mind is fickle it's always constantly changing and it leads us down into the shadow energy where we start getting deceptive or cheating or doing all kinds of things. So, you know, it's um, we have to be mindful of, of, of the outward projection. So, yeah, that is a very important topic at the moment, um, you know, especially for teenager girls you know, on social media now. It's, it's become quite quite an issue. It's a worry, isn't so, it? it? Yeah, it is a worry. It is a worry. And uh, I know a lot of children now, girls 16, 17, that just some of them have gone into hospital because they just can't eat. Um, and it's, it's come a lot of it's come from their own emotional wounds, but the, the social media has obviously, you know, mirrored a lot of that for them and it's brought out to the surface. Um, you know, and a lot of them are in fragile states, you know, because it depends on the emotional energy in the household. If the parents are in turmoil and trauma, then of course the child picks up on that growing up. So they have a sort of frenetic energy in themselves as well. Um, so again, you know, this it all comes back to how we parent ourselves, our own inner child and how we parent and grow up with our children. Um, if they've got that safety, that emotional equilibrium and balance, they're less likely to um, be triggered by those outward energies. So it's very important to, to teach children to get back into nature, like we did when we were kids. You know, like I lived in London, no, no children went out and played anywhere. It was too dangerous, or they say, oh, there wasn't any, enough green. Um, so it, it's very important that we, you know, get children back into that, like I said, nature, playing outside, getting to talk about their emotions, you know, putting stuff into creativity, visual effect. Um, and then that, that creates a nice, healthy platform. Um, so when, the, when you go out into the world, into the teenage 20s, yes, you can enjoy that stuff, but it doesn't define you. Do you see what yeah. I mean? Um, and that, that's the difference. You know, so a lot of these kids that are getting caught up in that um, don't have the emotional um, integrity inside not integrity um you know foundation it's, it's just not there so of course you get triggered straight away you get triggered so if you see a nice a nice girl that's all skinny dressed up your inadequacy is going to kick straight in and that inadequacy you either fall into it get depressed or you go right well i'm going to change my body or i'm going to go on a diet or this and that um so again that competition is can be very very destructive without without a strong emotional uh, foundation so yeah tell me this paul what what's your gut feeling for the world ahead especially now i'm not asking you to make any predictions or anything like that but what's your good feeling with regards to what's going on now in ukraine and russia and the rest of the world i mean what do you think yourself i mean are we are we in a negative I mean, obviously it is a negative thing but how how can we move forward in the positivity okay Consciousness is shifting. It, the, the planet is going to change. It's already coming on. The, as we say, the light will prevail, right? Yeah. <laughs> but we don't get into we don't get into duality <laughs> because 
shadow and light is the same energy. It's actually always in union with each other. We as a society have created a division between the two. So everything's division. So as long as we're divided, we are easily conquered, right? So it's the same old analogy. It comes down to the cells. If we're fed misinformation, our cells stay unilaterally polarized. When they're unilaterally polarized, you cannot ground consciousness into the body. It means you can't awaken. It means that you will always be followed down a path of whatever the dictator is telling you to do. So that's how our society mainly lives. Um, the Ukraine, all of this energy that's going on, and don't forget there's a lot of wars going on that you never even hear about. There's always yeah. war going on. Yeah. There's so many. You wouldn't even believe the atrocities that are going on. I mean, some it's ridiculous. But that energy is, has to swing, you see. All of this shadow energy is coming to the surface now for resolution. So, like, the, for example, the Me Too environment. Um, and, you know, it's bringing, it's bringing the feminine energy back into balance. You know, that was a start. We had that. You know, we have... Um, you know, certain things going on. There's a lot of corruption that's being exposed at the moment. Um, there's a lot of things going on uh, in America, I know, that's sort of behind the scenes um, to bring, um, shall we say, these people in power that have been abusing the system, abusing humanity. I know that there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes now with the sex trafficking, organ trafficking, human trafficking. So that is meant to be starting to sort of play itself out now. So what you're, what you're seeing is, co-creative consciousness the shadow energy is coming to the surface um, and don't forget a lot of this stuff is there to create fear in people so they keep us divided so we don't unify um, there's all that going on but i won't get into all that now because that's a whole different subject but the main thing is, is that we are shifting everything's moving and it will play itself out you know these these sort of um dictator and this this control that we we still see on the news uh, really, um, it's, it's fake in some ways because it, it, it's like we say it's like it's the last stand of the patriarchal system trying to hold on to control and power. Um, I personally believe that there's other things going on with the Ukraine thing. I don't, I don't believe everything that we see on the mainstream news. I know that from the military anyway. Right. Um, you know, I, yeah. And it, look, it's a, it's a sore subject for a lot of people. At the end of the day. Um, Consciousness is trying to rebalance itself. You have to have chaos to have change. Right. So the COVID, for example, I found was very, very positive in the sense because it brought back the nine, it took the nine to five slate model out. Everyone's plugged into this nine to five. Um, and, and the quality of life, and even in London the last few years, you could feel the energy. People are tired, they're exhausted, they're worn out, they've had enough. So it was a great thing. Now, the people that were conscious saw that and go, well, I've got more time with my children. I've got more quality of life at home. And, oh, okay, I'm going to go in. I'm going to start looking for more inward things. You know, people started baking bread. They came back to more natural things and growing stuff in the garden. It sort of, it, it reset us in a lot of ways. Um, and, and I believe that that was a very conscious, light intention. Now, a, a virus is actually a mutation of emotional energy. So when an emotion builds up in a human being, it will mutate itself to create a virus. And then that virus is there to trigger the emotion back in the person. So the coronavirus was in the lungs because of humanity's co-creative grief. We hold a lot of grief because we hold all of Earth's history in our cellular information. Now, people don't talk about this, but that's what we feed off. So often, a lot of the times, you're feeling different emotions. They're not yours. They're humans, humanity's emotional energy. So the grief had to come up to, onto the surface. 
to be processed. Now, this is where we get into the more esoteric side, and I know that's maybe not for this talk today, but at the end of the day, um, viruses are, are mutations of emotional energy. That's it from a more esoteric. Yes, they come from other places, um, but everything's always in loving service to us. It's just that we've been taught that there's light and dark, evil and the devil, God, and all the rest of it. Uh, and it's that primordial concept of duality that's separate from itself that causes us to stay um, in servitude, in fear, in survival mode. And if you look around, servitude, survival, and fear is the main energies that all human beings play in every day. It's across the whole planet. And that is what consciousness is trying to change in us. It's trying to say, well, look, you have to unite as a, as a race, as a human race, and say no more. We're taking back our sovereignty. We've, we've had enough of this. So these things like the Ukraine right now is, is positive because look at the voice around the world. It doesn't actually have to be about Ukraine and Russia. Ultimately, it's bigger than that. But what it is, is it's about humans uniting and saying no more. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing. That's the human spirit. That's what the non-physical want us to come to. They want us to unite. So if there's a negative cause for that, for that unification, then okay. Ultimately, it's not about what's going on over there. It's about human consciousness. Yes, they've, they've provided us that experience, but what's important is that we come together as a, as a human race. We stop this division. So I, I, there's a lot of positives in it and there's a lot of negatives, but I don't see duality as two opposing sides. I see light and dark as the same energy, constantly in service of each other, you see. So again, this is the ancient stuff coming back to us. Um, and trying to understand that. So if we can get out of that, that you know, the duality concept um, and we're in our own lives as well, then everything transforms very, very quickly. And that's why I've had people on this, this alignment modality. My modality teaches people that and people are understanding that because they're waking up and they're feeling it as they go through it. Um, and, and the information is already within you. All we do is transfer from conditioning to unconditioning. You are perfect. You have the power within you. You have all the knowledge within you. You're born with it. Every human being is born with it. You're just conditioned not to hear it, to feel it. So we remove that conditioning. So you naturally wake up to the empowered being that you already are. And this is the difference between believing that you're at the whim of life and society and other people. No, you have the power. Everything that's happening in your life is a reflection of your internal makeup. You see? Everything is a reflection of you. You cannot have a physical world unless you have it within the body first. So it's a yeah, amazing stuff, uh, Paul. Gee, you're, you're you're so knowledgeable um, and positive as well, which 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 is brilliant. And um, I know you're busy because you have um, lots of clients to attend to. So before we go, where can listeners get in touch with you? I know you mentioned even your website, Alignment Modality, but are you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? How, how can people get yes, in touch? Yeah, yeah, I'm all, all the platform. Well, yeah, LinkedIn, Twitter. I mainly use Instagram and Facebook. I have my Facebook group called Alignment. Um, um, so I do sort of weekly, uh, bi-monthly bi channelings and talks and healing and stuff. That's all free. I give everyone that. Um, and then my website, which is www.alignmentmodality.com. Then I've got my workshops all running under, under courses. Um, and that sort of explains the modality, the alignment modality, the four module modality that we go through. Um, and that is to, it's a journey. So it's a very, so you come on, we have a private group for that. So there's a lot of interaction. Uh, so this is not just a workshop. This is, this is teaching you a new way of life. So it's a transitional period. So we support that space. 
Um, so yeah, they can read all about that on my on my um, Facebook. Uh, sorry, on my website. But yeah, alignment is my um, group on Facebook and Instagram. It's uh, Universal Healing London, um, and then I've got all my videos on there as well. Well, thanks so much, uh, Paul, for chatting with me today on the Wellbeing Career Podcast. I know you have a you have a client coming up very soon, so I'm going to let you go. Um, brilliant chat today. So much information, so much knowledge, um, so much to think about. I think that's probably uh, the most important thing I got out of this chat with you there today. So um, uh, th- thanks so much. And uh, I'll put all the links, as Paul has mentioned, in with the podcast uh, once it's published uh, in the very near future. Thanks so much again, Paul. Thank you so much, Dave. It's wonderful speaking to you. Thank you.